Pickaxe. Howdy, everybody. Welcome to Arc 4, Episode 6 of the DNR Podcast. As I record this on a very rainy day in California, we are about to listen to Group Vanguard. It's their second episode, and we are going to explore the continent of Kian and maybe get a chance to really know these characters. But before we do that, we have to listen to a few words from our sponsors. Please don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Let's do that thing where we go around the table and introduce ourselves. I'm Jason. I'm the Dungeon Master. Going around the table, starting with Lisa. Hey, I'm Lisa, and I play Vela, the Minotaur Rogue. And Ian. I'm Ian. I play Corvus Eben, the level two anxiety boy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And James. Hey, it's James. I play Gaius Rain, the human druid. And Susan. Hey, I'm Susan, and I play Alna Elry, the Quar Artificer. And last and certainly not least, Ryan. Hey, everyone. I'm Ryan, and I play Yegman, the gnome paladin. So... We did, right? That's... No, let's let's talk about last session. Let's, <laughs> we died. Let's talk about this. Um, that was uh, Harry's an understatement. That was pretty. That was pretty <laughs> pretty bad. As Barry, Barry, uh, Harry. Uh, <laughs> uh, goodbye. Good night, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I I want to enact a policy that. If someone makes a joke bad enough that they know it's that bad, <laughs> it's a silent thing that they retire from this show. Like they're just gone. Like they oh. they say goodbye and then they never speak again. Like it's I don't know. It, that, I don't that's know pretty high stakes, Jason. That, that's the thing. I don't know where the line is, but I feel like we'll all find it together. What if they just flail themselves? <laughs> <laughs> like congratulation, <laughs> like uh, like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's some darkest dungeon <laughs> shit. I don't <laughs> anything that we can monetize, Jason. Come on. Okay, okay. <laughs> so <Yeah>. flails. <laughs> last last time, you guys had a really nasty fight with some polar bears. Uh, was the fight avoidable? Uh, who's to say? Is that your defense? I I, I don't need a defense. Um, the, it's it's the Arctic, and there are polar bears. I don't have to defend that. Uh, but I'm really glad you all lived. And, uh, thanks to some quick thinking, throwing away some rations, you can get your bearings here and, and recover. What, uh, would it, what would be the first thing that, that you want to do? Like, is, is Yegman going to... Like, after the bears flee, is it is it like, hey, everybody, let's let's pull our wounded um, into this cave or out of the way somewhere. Oh, yeah. So that that would be the first thing is get it. He'd, so he wouldn't be able to pick them up because he's tiny, but he'd be yeah. able to drag them. So he's dragging them through the snow into the into those caves. Um, Corvus would help out. He'd, he'd, he'd be giving you a hand. We could drag them together. OK. And he'd, he'd be talking to you about what in the world just happened about like you know how they come up you know what happened here what i was smacking them once 
one instant, looked away, looked back, and then all of a sudden everybody was down. What happened? <laughs> uh, Corvus is just totally shell-shocked, uh, I think. He's just like... He's just kind of like doing that thing where you're just like nodding and like... So it's listening. just Yegman like, talking. Yeah, it's like endlessly. active listening, yeah, but it, <laughs> but he's not actively listening to anything. Um... Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. No, so he would he would drag him in, just keep talking, just trying to fill the silence with something until everybody gets inside that cave. And then, I guess, just make sure that people are stabilized, wait it out till they wake up type of thing. Keep an eye out, make sure those bears aren't coming back. <clears throat> we get everyone up. We get everyone back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that makes sense. So... Uh, how about we take a short rest, and uh, you guys okay. regain some hit points, and we'll talk about next steps. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's just assume that you guys uh, are are good enough to get out of this place. Is Yona okay? Are you acting as a guide at this point? Are you? I mean, obviously, you're pointing them in the direction of where you live. Duh. But yeah. <laughs> do, are you? It's is this like, hey, sorry about the bears, guys. Uh, uh, that one's on me. Whoopsies. Or was it like, that was a freak thing. Who could have seen that coming? Uh. <laughs> this is on you now. This is... <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I see what you did there. Bait and Don't switch. appreciate it. <laughs> well, she almost died. So... She's not feeling too good. Um, honestly, she's probably a little shell-shocked, too, because this was, like, her first grand adventure. Like, I'm doing this to prove my worth. Oh, no. <laughs> Almost died. <laughs> so, um, at, after she's revived, and if they're talking, I, I, I apologize. I should have been more alert to these dangers. Nah, it's all good. We're all up. And for some reason, Yegman's very cheerful. There's nothing like a tussle with a bear to get your blood flowing. <laughs> uh, glad I didn't <laughs> die. <laughs> I feel like I was just about to turn into tears. <laughs> <laughs> Is that an everyday thing that we need to keep an eye out for bears? It isn't every day. Okay. So like every other day? It is something that we will want to keep an eye out in the future. Hey, uh, Corvus, you have more of that jerky to throw? Uh, 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 n n no, um, not for, uh, n n n not of mine. No, it's, that's gone. And Corvus, I think he's like building a really, uh, like rudimentary sign out of like the firewood or something. It's just like, beware bears or something to like <laughs> leave at the, the campsite. Like he's just like making with cart with charcoal or something. 
Could I get everyone to give me a uh, perception check, please? Oh, God. More bears. <laughs> more bears. No, no, no. <laughs> Ooh, oh, that was a almost five. a 20. Yeah. So you guys are huddled up. This is how I imagine it. Um, there's this there's this frozen wall that's that's really high, and uh, there are sort of pillars of rock and ice that create almost like like prison cell bars, but big thick pillars. So it's thick enough that these bears couldn't get to you. I imagine that's the safest place, right? Like where okay. you were hunkered down. So, um, in this ice behind you, Corvus is going to notice a mitten sticking out of the ice. This big, puffy, looks like it's maybe made of, like, a seal or something like that. And it's just kind of like, eh, sticking out of the ice. And whatever would be connected to that is uh, obscured. Okay, so it looks like it's, like, full of something. It's not just, like, a floppy... <laughs> yeah, no, it looks like... It, it, like, you can see it protruding, like the outside of this uh, this mitten or glove. Um, this, like, catches his eye, and and he says, uh, he, like, no, like points over to the group, and he's like, uh, it looks like we weren't the only ones, you know, this might be a popular spot for bears. Oh, we're fine. The bears aren't going to get us now. See these things? And he's going to, like, smack like the entryway <laughs> on the pillars. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Corvus like is like, well, I'm I'm still. I I think the sign. I'm 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 committed to the sign now. So, I'm <laughs> I'm gonna I'm I'm putting that. Yeah. Don't 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 bears open inside. Well, I figured we can get nine or ten seasons out of that. Yeah, let's do it. Yegman uh, will start to walk over towards this non-floppy mitten. Yeah, this thing is definitely embedded in the ice here. Um, it looks like it's pretty damn old. Like, something would have had to happen to somebody. Like, maybe they... You know, maybe they just got trapped here during a blizzard or something. Maybe, maybe there was some sort of uh, cave-in or you know. But this is um, definitely connected to a dead person. He would take out his knife and start chiseling away some of it just to get a, a clearer picture as to what's actually behind this. So just kind of like ice picking your way through there. Um, it's going to take you a good four or five minutes to, to chip away enough that you can really make out what's it. But you're going to see that this gloved hand is gripping some sort of rotted object. And all of that is just behind a wall of ice. But you're you're getting to the point where, you know, you can at least see what's going on. It looks like maybe a quarterstaff, a spear, uh, you know, maybe a casting rod, something like that. But it is... he's holding something. And it looks to be made of some really fine material. Okay. It also looks to be covered in blood. Oh. oh. Um... Frozen blood, if that makes it better. Okay, so his first reaction is going to be that this is something magic. 
so he's just gonna stop in his tracks and just kind of look back over towards Gaius. Uh, hey, hey, Gaius, come over mm-hmm. here. You want to take a look? Oh, it's uh, <clears throat> a terrible way to die. Yeah. What do we got here? It looks like something magic thing. Hmm. Can I do an Arcana check on it? Sure. All right. Oh, that good? No, Sheppy. Not too Sheppy. Yeah, yeah, 21. Uh, you're picking up some heavy mojo coming off this thing. Whatever it is, it's it's um, it's big. It's a big find. Like, maybe someone rolled a 20 on a travel table last time we played kind of a big find. <laughs> like, that kind of thing. Like, Ooh. Uh, so if I were to do it. Yeah, n- yeah, no. But the bears weren't the for, 20. She gets the blamed the for some of, bears. The staff of bears? The staff of bears. What it is, it's attracting all the bears in the area. It's just... <laughs> it's a staff of bear summoning. That's amazing. <laughs> now we have mounts to ride through the snow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so he'll, uh, do his check or whatever. Um, oh, it looks like there's some, uh, big mojo coming out of this thing. And, oh. uh, what I'd like to do. So this thing is embedded in the ice. It's pretty embedded. Yeah. Can I use produce flame to melt the ice around it? Sure can. Without burning it, of course. Right. Yeah, no. Yeah, uh, that would be a hell of a lot faster than chiseling. Okay, <laughs> That's so for sure. he's going to rub his hands together and put them up near the ice and do his best to remove the ice and melt it away from this uh, staff and body. So uh, the first thing that's going to happen is you're going to melt the area around that uh, that mitten and that's going it, it is it is just frozen in the hand like there rigor mortis set in a long time ago so you'd have to kind of like peel that away like that hand open so if you did you'd hear like a crackle and like a pop and this mm-hmm. is a spear for starters um, it is finely crafted like this probably was commissioned or fashioned by this wasn't done by a novice. This was done by a master craftsman. Uh, it looks like this is a poor, poor dwarf that got caught in the ice. So you're going to just this deep blue skin from being stuck here. And uh, it's going to kind of like kind of limply fall away after you melt a good majority of this ice. I'm guessing not to be crass that you want to check the rest of the body. Uh, yeah, 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 I think that's the natural thing to do. <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, if you guys were looking at the spear, Vela would definitely be like, I'm just gonna go through these pockets real quick, don't mind <laughs> me. <laughs> Maybe this pack, if there is one. The spear would get Yegman's attention. He'd probably stop paying attention to the body. Hmm. Hmm. So, this looks like it was a gift. Uh, if you're going through this guy's pack, it's there's going to be a letter, um, and it looks like it was made by a friend of his. There was some debt to be paid, but essentially it says, "Gordon, I hope this will make up for anything that I owe you." 
It's called the Subreality Sphere. Enjoy figuring it out. And there's kind of like a winky face emoji. Like, uh... <laughs> is it signed, the letter? Um, it is, but it's in Dwarven. Do you read Dwarven? No. Oh. I don't Does anyone know. read Dwarven? Here? Wait, no. I might. Oh, I don't uh, know. Mine just says common. I do. I do I do read Dwarvish. Alna does, too. Okay. It's signed Die Garjan. Die Garjan. I'm probably butchering the... But that's... <laughs> And I just want to point out, while this is going on, I'm going to use magical tinkering to make uh, a Corvus's sign glow uh, <laughs> bright. Oh, nice. <laughs> like she brings out a paintbrush and the words start glowing. It's a bright light by foot radius. <laughs> so if anybody gets close to this, they'll see the sign. <laughs> Beware, bears. Opened up their eyes, I'm sure. <laughs> hey, if this expedition doesn't work out, sign making, I think, yeah. is something. Get into. We have the future. Yeah. <laughs> so, so sub reality sphere. Is there a check that might have it ring a bell? Like a like a, like a deduction, something like that. Give me okay. Give me a history check, at least for the name. Oh boy! All right. Yeah. Anyone else? Yeah, can, yeah. We, can we all do a history? Yeah, show? oh, absolutely. Okay. absolutely. Anybody who heard the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm very curious. Oh, what dice? What are you I'm, doing? I'm changing Oof. my color. <laughs> Vela! What's up? Um, there is a Garjan family in Stone Sunder that are crazy. <sighs> Don't even talk to her about Stone Sunder. <laughs> I mean, it's. <laughs> she just spits. <laughs> I imagine Stone Sunder's like the Chick-fil-A of Alara. Like it's it's like, do they make good stuff? Sure. I don't agree with a lot of their choices, but yeah, it's good chicken. Like it like that's gotta be like if you get a weapon made there, it's you know, like maybe just donate to a charity afterwards or something to make yourself feel better, but like, you know. <laughs> so she knows the name. Okay. Yes, definitely. You uh... yeah. She'd you can trace sh that back. Yeah, so I guess if Gaius or uh, Yalna would have read that name out loud, she'd have been like, "Ugh, okay." So then this is probably from Stone Sunder, then, which would make sense because they're a family that lives there, and she just kind of like put that out there. But I don't know if she knows what the <laughs> spear does. She's is like, it safe to touch? And he says that with his hand, like hovering an inch away from it, like, getting ready to grab it. <laughs> She'll shrug. She'll be like, probably. Oops, <laughs> he'll, pick, he'll pick it up. <laughs> Might I recommend a glove? <laughs> <laughs> but not that I'm, one. It's dirty. I'm sure with all of this cold weather, <laughs> there's a bunch of gloves and layers or a, on. Or a minton. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, um, you gonna kind of play with the rod, get attached to it, like, see if you can, like, meh? Yeah, so I'll, I'll step yeah. out, outside, out of the cave a little bit, uh, back into, uh, the bloodbath that's probably still marked the area, and, and play around with the spear a little bit. Yeah, it's definitely a... It's a sight, but the snow's covering it up, so 
yeah, it, yeah, it's getting better. So this thing, it feels light, like it's not a big, heavy spear, but you can you can feel like there's just something about it, like it's sturdy, like you could prop yourself up on things. You can definitely, it's got yeah. a good ten foot reach. It's it, it just feels right. It feels good in the hands. Okay. Now, is it is it like a a spear that you can manage with one hand, or is it a two hand? I'd say it's versatile. Okay. Okay. So he'll he'll kind of hold on to it. He'll kind of use it as his walking cane. Now he's he's short, this little gnome. So it's like this is like. So, so the best mental image that I'm getting is like when you have a tricycle when you're little and you have that giant flexible pole with like the orange little flag that's on top that's waving 10 feet above the oh, tricycle. Yeah. That's okay. basically what it's like. So you always know where Yegman is because you see the spear <laughs> before you see him. <laughs> I love it. Even if he's like buried in the snow, the spear is like sticking up. He's like, I'm here. Exactly. This is <laughs> it's his new banner. Tie a little <laughs> handkerchief on it. <gasps> a oh, handkerchief with a mustache emblazoned on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, if nobody's going to say anything, then he'll just he'll hold on to it. He's, he's claiming it? If no one else is going to say anything about it. Like, he'll Guys. come back to the group, talk about how good it is, and then see if anybody says anything about it. If what, not, then he'll he'll hold on. What, what, what does it um, uh, do... I mean, I, I know it's a, I know a, a spear. It, you stab. Yes, the, the uh, um, arcane uh, properties. Oh, that I don't know. Well, I guess that's for Yegman to find out. Maybe. I, I don't love that. I don't love finding out. I, I, I don't love that. Well, you want to look at it here, and he'll like hold it out towards you. Is there any? Is there any check I can do to like figure out what it does? You know what? If you give me a high enough Arcana check, yeah. okay, that's fair. I'll yeah, give it. A, yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll give it a try. Oh. A two's good. A two's good. Uh, two's. Uh, well, it the was... check was a one, so yeah. No, <laughs> it was a I twenty think... on my screen until the very last second. Yep. I think he just holds his hand out and, and just like goes, "No, no, 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 thank you." <laughs> what like bad, bad bad vibes or? I've had enough today oh, okay you need some food and he'll just like reach in his pack and grab you some food and just like hold it out to you here eat this uh corvus just like takes it like he's very confused but he's like thank you so i want to keep rolling on this but yalna's thing is creating new magical objects can she check i don't want to keep rolling but can i try I'll let you have one. Okay. Give me an Arcana check. Okay. Because that's kind of her deal. How about a 25? Apparently it is your deal. Um, <laughs> so, Yelena's going to get kind of a... It's kind of a vibe. You know when there's a house fire? And you ever watch, like, house fire safety videos and, like, they, they, they tell you to, like, tap a doorknob to see if it's hot type of thing? Yona's going to kind of reach out to this, and it's like, oh, there's like a, like, kind of a magical heat coming off. It's like, oh, shit, like, this is tapping into something 
something pretty deep and dark. And I'm going to tell you right now what this thing does. Okay. If you use this spear, um, it is going to um, obviously do a little extra damage, give you a little plus to your attacks and stuff like that. It also bonds to the user. Okay. Uh, it, technically, it's a cursed item. Uh, if you use it, you can't let it go until someone performs a ritual to get this off of you. Now, what it does on a critical is very interesting. On a critical strike, this thing opens up rifts to different realities and does things to the target. Now, these things are completely random, and the realities are completely random. These are different Therias, different versions of Therias, a multiverse type of thing. However, it also works on critical ones. Mm-hmm. 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 It is wholly unpredictable. It is... This is a physical version of the Rod of Wonder, basically. Okay. So, as Corvus Don't just goes... As Corvus just goes, "Mm -mm," and then uh, Yegman, like, I guess he, like, puts a spear, like, in the snow, and then goes to grab from his pack for food. Yelna just goes to grab it, and then immediately pulls back and doesn't touch it, and then leans in close, puts her hand on her face, tilts her head, and then just leans back, crosses her arms. It's pretty, isn't it? Shiny. I am unsure if you would if you should use this. What do you mean? Well, technically it's cursed. If you want to label it. But there are some pluses. Okay, well, that's good. It's such an objective term to say an item is cursed. A weapon can harm its user, even a sword, if you incorrectly use it. So this will, if you hit it just the right way, or just get a lucky strike, it will open to a different reality. But if you hit the wrong way, it'll do the same thing on you. I'm I'm sorry, I lost you at reality. <laughs> okay, so let's say <laughs> she gets a stick it's and puts a line. It's probably gonna be in. like a ten minute thing of you explaining yeah. this. Right. <laughs> so like, this is a Doctor Ian Malcolm type of thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so she like draws some lines in the sand and explains that our reality is one line, and then there's a bunch of lines stacked on top of each other, and they all crisscross in certain ways, and we can access them at certain points, and then this rod actually binds them together and make, pokes holes in each of them and pulls something from them. Yeah, Yegman's just kind of staring. Mouth slightly open. I mean, it's a mar- it's a magical wonder. I, this could be studied for generations. It's so Do I use it or not? I don't understand all that other stuff. I'm... It it could do amazing things, but right, it could also yes. really hurt you. So that's a yes. 
course it's a yes. You're not afraid of anything. <laughs> there we go. That's my buddy. And he just kind of picks it up, attaches it to his pack, and like starts walking out. Oh, uh, and it won't. It'll make you want to keep using it, but okay. <laughs> I love that. That's the that's the fine print. <laughs> that's fine. Uh, and Corvus is just shaking his his head, and he's like, "I I, I almost wish that, that we didn't know. Now, now I wish <laughs> we just didn't know." Some do say ignorance is bliss, but knowledge is power. Let's keep going. I don't want to be near this bloodied mess anymore. <laughs> you guys are going to hike again. Uh, again, not the best start to uh, a day. I do say a little prayer, though. A little, little Raven Raven Queen prayer for this dwarf stuck in the ice. Oh. Yeah, we can't do much. But it's good to say something about at least finding some rocks or something, small rocks to bury him in or whatever to do a proper burial. If that's what you had in mind. Well, I don't think we we did we get him out of the ice fully. Is he like fully? I out thought the we ice? did. Mostly, he's kind of hanging there. Like it's it's most of the way out. Oh, okay. Should it's I most finish? Of, yeah, I mean, if it feels right, do it. If it feels right, finish. Yeah, Corvus like shit takes his shovel out. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, it's a okay. Couple, you know, shallow grave. Unfortunately, we got to go. Uh, also, it's fucking pottery. cold. It's yeah. Really, <laughs> yeah. Uh, rub it, dub, dub. Sorry, you died. And then you know you're you get out of there. Yeah. This is slow going because one, you're hiking, you're getting, you're getting into mountainous territory, and the weather's not exactly, uh, you know, cooperating. Uh, you're gonna, you're gonna hit this patch of snow. It's kind of sleeting. It's just stinging your face. It's right in your eyes the entire time. Like, just really... Just that, um, if you do take off your, your scarf and stuff like that, like, your whole face is windburned. That type of, like, whatever isn't covered is going to be, like, a like a purplish-red type of thing. But eventually... <laughs> Sorry, I was just thinking about the kilt. <laughs> oh! Oh no. No, I think he probably did something. <laughs> Polar bear skin. Anyway, go on. Eventually, you're going to reach this area in the side of the mountain and it is covered by this metallic dome. And it it the the way the middle looks it kind of matches the mountain a bit. It doesn't look like uh it's not uh it's not too gaudy or uh you know, doesn't clash with nature so much, but it's definitely not natural. And that would be the entrance to where Yalna lives. Yalna's just gonna walk up to it. <laughs> oh, is this is this it? <laughs> is this the tunnel leading to Sant, or is this directly yes, to Sant? This, this is it's not right against the side of the mountain, but it's it the, the tunnel that leads to it. Yeah. And how much further through the tunnel? Not that far. Oh, okay. Yeah, not that far at all. You're in the home stretch. You should be safe now, like completely. Okay. Uh, we are almost there. We just have to pass through this tunnel and we will arrive at my city. 
Oh, 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 so more walking. Okay, all right. Very little. And out of the snow. That's a buzz. (laughs) Uh, Yelma is going to, like, motion with her hand. And there's going to be this slight glow. And like uh, like shutters, these these steel uh, reinforced wall sections are going to kind of open up. And there's another half dome on the inside. So if you step in, it's kind of like an airlock uh, so that all that rushing weather doesn't like blow directly into the city. So when you step in, it's kind of it's 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 going to open up on the other side and this beautiful looking hallway. Um, hallway's the wrong word. It's almost like a... You know when you're at the mall and we have this weird... Like, I don't know. I don't know if it's like this in different countries or whatever, but you know how we all kind of obey the rules of the road while walking in the mall? The right side's for walking this way, left side's for... That type of thing. As it should. Right, right. Because we're not savages. Looking at you, Denmark. Uh, So we're... (laughs) (laughs) I love you, Denmark. I, I, I don't even know if you have malls. I'm sure you do. But it's 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 massive like that. Like it it is this huge expanse, and it's warm. Instantly, you guys are going to walk through, and it's like, oh, okay, wow. Like this is beautifully lit. It is night and day. It's like you guys walked into a major city, and just outside is the cruelest expansive nature you've probably ever seen. It's like going inside the West in, in Atlanta. Yes! <laughs> but <reverse. Right>. but <laughs> the opposite! Yeah, yeah, yeah! Jägerman's <laughs> gonna take a second to stop, set his pack down, and, like, take the heavy coat off and stuff like yeah. that before they continue. Same. Yeah, and I think, I, I think like, I take a moment to like appreciate the enormity and beauty of this place. Like it's not anything Corvus has ever seen. He's just like staring up at, up at it. Like at the first time you go to a mall. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Sant is. It's a mall. It is. I, it, it is just a really nice mall, but there's, the, the way this place is illuminated, there are these tiny little metallic globes that shed this bright light, but it's a soft light at the same time. It's not harsh on the eyes. It is just even lighting all the way down. It looks like someone with tremendous OCD created this place. Like, there is a place for everything and everything in its place. There is, it's, it's much more function than form. But it, it functions beautifully, that type of thing. It's, it's, it's very German in construction. Okay, cool. So are, are there any decorations? Like, are, or is it just, yeah, very, very functional? So as you walk down, I, I hate to keep comparing this place to a mall, but you <laughs> know you, the maps? This, you, this, this is on you. <laughs> this is it. I know. I'm doing this. I'm fucking it up. Uh, but... There are, you know that you are here map? Yeah. There's that, but it's sort of a, a wall projection. And you can point to anywhere 
And it will not only show you how to get there, but it'll kind of project what that area looks like. Kind of a bird's eye view now. But this runs the length of this huge hallway. So as you walk, uh, it'll show off randomly just different sections of the city. And this place is massive. It is a sprawling metropolis, but it's it's sort of encased. It's not it's not out in the elements. There there's no sky over the place. It is sort of the opposite of Umanero, if you think about it, where it's it's in the the, the rock. It's underground, but it's it's. It has all the amenities of uh, a major city that you'd expect. Would Yona just take them? To, where would you be taking them? This is this is a great question. Where do you want to? Is this like a like? Let me give you the tour, or is like? Well, look, we got a job to do. I feel like she'd be business first, so she'd take them to check in with the council or whatever, whoever uh, commissioned this expedition first. Just to say we're here, checking in. <laughs> right, we're this alive. Is a, this is all old hat to you. Like, none of this the grandeur <laughs> yeah. is lost on you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, wall say, projections. Like, Yegman would be walking very slow, doing that thing where you're kind of like walking forward but still turning in like a circle where you're kind of walking to the side, then walking backwards, then walking back to the side. As you kind of spin around and just take all this in, he'll probably one of the he'd so he'd be at the front of the group and then quickly fall to like one of the last members of the group. At the end of this hallway, um, you're going to see it sort of end and there's a horizontal uh, curved road. And if you were to walk out there, there's lots of foot traffic and stuff like that, but you're over the city right now. There is a curved glass window that goes overhead and into the rock. So uh, instead of there being a guardrail or something like that, it's just encased. So there's no way you can fall. But you can see the entire city laid out before you. And you're up high enough that it's, it's all kind of twinkling lights and stuff, but you can see everything. And it's a bit strange in that they seem to simulate night and day, even though they're in the city. Mm. So right now, the lights are kind of adjusting, and there's kind of this amber glow about everything. And they're sort of mimicking sunset. It's kind of freaky when you're inside, and, you know, it's like if I turn the lights on in the table and, and simulate something, it's like, ooh, like, but... yeah. There's no weather. There's no nothing. You're just perfectly safe. What about the the races that are here? Is it just like pretty much all Quar? I thought you were going to say, what about the racism? And I was like, no. I thought you were talking about horse races. <laughs> like, where's what the gambling? The ra- where's the action? <laughs> Can I see the bar from here? Um. <laughs> it is mostly Quar. That is... Okay. That isn't to say that there aren't some transplants, but this is you are you stick out. I'm not gonna lie to you. You you are you are in the three percent of not quar. Yeah, so he, he'd still be doing the same thing, you know, in the back of the group. Somebody would probably have to yell at him, Yegman, come on, or you know, something that he'd be delaying that much. Uh, I was gonna say Vela would probably just like all right, and probably like grab him by the upper arm. Like, Come on, 
Because she's also like trying to scope out, like, all right, if we need to make exits, where do we go <laughs> besides <laughs> there? Well, once we, once I'm sure Alna, even though she's used to it, she probably like understands that. Oh, this is probably a site. I did not see anything like this on the mainland. I'll let them take this in for a second, and then um, say, um, I would suggest that we check in first, and then. Um, I will go see my family. You're welcome to join. Or I could show you to the nearest inn. No, oh, um, uh, yeah. Sure. Which, which <laughs> one? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that wasn't a yes or no. The, <laughs> the, the first one? And he'd like look over to Gaius, like he answered it right. <laughs> Gaius is still trying to just adjust his eyes to the atmosphere because he is not liking it at all. Oh yeah, oh. it's artificial. Oh. Do you guys remember Gremlins Two? Yeah, you know? the yes. new batch. Okay, yes, the new batch. Yes, of course. Thank you. That's my favorite Gremlins. I don't care what anybody says, but do you remember the building? that they were in. Everything's artificial, but kind of like, here's what the 80s thinks the future's going to be. Like, yeah. that type of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of that vibe from the perspective of people walking into it, where it's like, oh my god, that's automated? This is a thing? Oh, wow, that's neat. But it does feel a little cold. It fe- It doesn't... Like, if you're used to, you know, um, wood-carved signs hanging outside of an old pub, and you go in and you get that rich smell that is sometimes good, sometimes bad, depending on what night you go in. But it feels like it has a personality, the building. This building does not feel that the, the structure doesn't feel like it has a personality. It's just it just is. It just does the thing. It's not quite as bad as the cyber truck, but I mean it's it's you know <laughs> I'll 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 stick with you, uh uh Yelna, if that's okay. That's fine. Yes, that's quite all right. I will warn you. I oh, good. Here dif- I differ from. I am timid in comparison to my dad. My father's all right, but my dad. You'll see. Are are there going to be just like personal space issues, or? Let me enter first. Absolutely. Well, this will be fun. there is an elevator a almost a big freight thing if you got into it it's it's this 20 by 20 box basically you you step into it and again kind of a they're really into curved doors here Uh, it's very ikea very minimalist and this is going to shut and you're going to feel this thing move And you're going to, after the initial jostle, it's going to be smooth as butter. Like, you're just going to kind of fall is the wrong word. I don't want to use the word fall. You're going to very slowly drop. And when the door is open again, uh, after uh, a good minute or so, you're going to be on the ground floor of this city. And it's kind of built in stacks, almost. There are almost floors to the city itself. But... This is the most people you've seen so far. 
in that this is kind of the market district. So there, there are shops, there are things, there, it's kind of a bazaar. But beyond that, Yolna would kind of take you to this... It's another set of corridors, basically, where... You know what, the mall... Where, no, I'm, uh, no, I'm... <laughs> no, Jason, no. <laughs> um, so it, it's almost like, oh, I'm going to open this door and almost step out of the city part of the city, and this is the corridors behind a section of the city that, you know, you can get to a place faster. It's like a shortcut. And um, a gentleman is going to greet you after you uh, after you walk for a bit. This is uh, much less crowded. And he's going to reach reach a hand out to Yelda. And this would be sense. Oh. Yeah, so very... There's... Sort of, I don't want to be all big brother about this, but there's kind of a tracking thing in the city. So he knew when you were approaching. Uh, <laughs> Lisa doesn't like that. Um, Neither does Villa, so don't tell her that. that yeah, like, Mm-mm. just tell her he's been standing here for, for eons waiting. Mm-mm. As soon as she left, he yeah. was waiting for her. <laughs> and... It seems a little bizarre, but he's going to reach a hand out like like he's going to shake her hand. And if she if she gives his hand, it's kind of like a gentle clasping of the hand for a moment and then letting go. It's not a big hug. It's not a big. Um, it's like oh, you're back. It's like good day, like that type of thing. I trust you didn't encounter any wildlife. Some of your friends look a little worse for wear. We may have encountered three polar bears that weren't welcome to our presence, but thankfully we all made it. Everyone, this is my father, Sesun. Sensu, sorry. <laughs> I even got it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> this is my father, Sensu. Why, hello. And he'd give like a big overarching bow because that's the only thing he knows to do. He kind of returned an awkward one. It's like, okay, that's what you're doing. Okay, uh, I guess that's what you're used to. <clears throat> and he'd, he'd kind of give this, kind of like he won't meet your eyes when he bows. It's just, it's like, okay, this is a motion we're doing. I guess that's how you, you people do it. Gaius <laughs> will just give a, a, he's just, he's so uncomfortable right now. He's going to give a nod, but that's a, that's about all he can do. I think that's what Bella would do too. Just like. I acknowledge your presence. Nice to meet you. <laughs> Hi. That was too loud. <laughs> I love it. His eyes are just kind of like, huh? Like, just, like, widen just a bit. But other than that, it's not, uh, like, he doesn't make a big deal out of it. We've taken the liberty of... Uh, creating a space for you all to stay. I hope it's to your liking. Oh, I doubt it. (laughs) Under his breath. (laughs) Please, come with me. We've prepared a meal, and I can tell you what the task is that you'll be doing here. I'm very appreciative that such a skilled party was sent to deal with this. To be honest, we're we're at a bit of a loss for words. Uh, about the um, the the phenomenon, 
or, or just in uh, general? He's gonna kind of like, <laughs> I mean, in general, like, I, like <laughs> um, the phenomena. There's quite a few things we should catch you up on. To be honest, we don't really know what is going on beyond our borders. We haven't investigated that, but I'm sure Yana has found just the people for the job. The guy's got this soothing presence. It's a very even tone, kind of like a like a psychiatrist or something like that. It's like, oh, okay, how did that make you feel? That type of thing. Like, very... Yes. Um, and there's going to be this uh, fairly large room. Think about the size of uh, one of the larger, like, panel rooms at a con, something like that. Like, that, that type of thing. There's going to be a single large table in the middle and there's going to be food laid out and, and drinks um, some of this food is going to be somewhat familiar some of it is going to be completely alien and he, <laughs> they're going to uncover dishes there 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 are servants there to, to uncover stuff i hope you don't mind but we've taken our best approximation of what we feel mainlanders eat so there'll be, you know, there'll be a couple of fish dishes and stuff. And, you know, they're, they're prepared a little odd. Um, like some of the fish aren't scaled or some of the, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's like one degree off. It's like, oh, you almost had it. And then there's stuff that you'd never think to eat. Like, okay, there are, there's no rhyme or reason to the animals that they grabbed because to them it's like well it's all animals i guess they just eat animals all the time there so <laughs> it's like you know it's like yeah there's a boar here's bits of pieces of chickens uh we don't know which part of the chickens you guys eat but like here here you go um here's some ears uh i like lumps of things like you know Wait, where do the ears come from <laughs> I don't want to alarm anybody, but they did prepare three cats. <laughs> oh, you know how do like, how do we know they're cats? <laughs> did they leave the paws on? Because if not, it could be a raccoon. So okay, one of the dishes is going to be uncovered, and it is okay. Do you know those Egyptian cats that don't have any fur? <gasps> Yes. It's going to look like that, but they're in that little cloud puffball formation, but they're clearly roasted. Oh, no. It is horrifying to view, but he's there's kind of this problem. It's like, hmm, I hope we did a good job, that type of thing. Like, I, <laughs> oh, everyone eat up. Corvus is so afraid of offending this new culture, <laughs> but in horror, in like sweaty horror, he just like grabs up like one of everything <laughs> oh god just eating it and like hmm very very good <laughs> yeah. the seasoning is I, I wouldn't say the seasoning's off right it's you know what someone give me a flat d10 on a scale of one to ten how like how it was cooked how how closely did they approximate these dishes to what you're used to okay that's a solid five, right? So some of these might need a little more salt or pepper. Um, some of them have a bit of kick to them. Like those cats are surprisingly spicy. Um, and the, like you, it's like, it's, 
even stuff like the boar, you pop a little bit in your mouth. It's like, oh, that's not what I expected. That's like that's that's, that's a lot of oregano. <laughs> like yeah, something Art? like it's 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 like is that lemon? Like that it's weird. Like it's it's you know. It, Bold it's not, choice. <laughs> yeah, it's not bad. It's like they were on a cooking show and they're like, look, I got to think outside the box here to get some points. And they, <laughs> they, you know, they just did shit. <laughs> so Yegman's going to do that thing where like, you kind of get that involuntary like throw up just a little bit and like kind of catch it. <clears throat> um, thank you. And then just like kind of sidestep over towards Corvus to like just follow his lead. He looks like he, he knows what he's doing, so... Jason... Oh, he does just... not know. Look, 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 look. <laughs> he looks like he knows what he's doing. So what do... What do Quar usually eat? <laughs> well, okay. It's not that they don't eat meat. They do, but they kind of have several dishes that are your proper portions for protein. Okay. And so it's it's okay. okay, there's some veggies, there's some meat, there's some there's some things, but it's all kind of blended together no, into like Soylent, a, isn't it? It's so <laughs> <laughs> It's it's very okay, do you know okay, every time the Simpsons eat, there's always that gray mush on a plate that they just kind of shovel into their face. It's kind of like that, but not gray. It's like it's like, oh, this is like it's almost baby food. It's like what ro- ro- Robocop eats. Mm-hmm. Oh, like but in it's the got Matrix. everything. Yeah, like it's got everything that you need. It's just not. It's. It, it doesn't, doesn't have look- as much. Right. It's. It's like. Hey. It. Ta- honestly, it tastes better than what you're eating now. <laughs> okay. You know, Gaius is is gonna dig right in because food is food to him, and if it smells good, he doesn't care. He's gonna eat it. <laughs> It's a buffet, right? There's yeah. something to pick at. Like, you know. Yeah. And to be honest, Vela has like a negative two to perception. So I feel like she'd just be like, oh, that's meat. <laughs> <laughs> so somewhere in between Corvus and Gaius, because like her perception is not the greatest. So she probably sees like, oh, that's meat. How lovely. And doesn't notice that it probably doesn't taste funny, you know, or is not seasoned the way that she's expecting. She's like, eh, this is lovely. Thank you. And she's trying to be polite. Like, hmm. There will be, like, dinner rolls and stuff like that. Yes. And here's the thing. The dinner rolls are stuffed with almost a haphazard random amount of objects. Like, you bite into one, it's like, oh, that's baby corn. Why is a baby corn in the middle of this roll? Or or you bite into it, and it's like, here's just a big, thick piece of ham. Like, why is that in here? That's weird. These aren't supposed to be little tiny meals. These are just rolls. But and again, it's just, it's it's... It's like food was described fourth hand <laughs> someone that just it's like oh, I got a rough sketch, I got this. Jason, can I just can I say that there's like at the end of the table, like where you put like cutlery in like a cup, but there's like almost like gogurt tubes and Yelna's <laughs> 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 gonna take one of those and like squeeze it into her mouth and that's that gunk. <laughs> it's like astronaut food. It's it's yeah, it's, yeah you know. <laughs> if you'll all have a seat, I'll I'll get to the point. I don't want to waste professionals' time. Oh, I appreciate that. He is, if you haven't picked up yet, absolutely of the mindset that you guys 
It's like he called the Ghostbusters. Like, you guys are one of a kind. You're here. You traveled a great distance to figure shit out, and ain't nobody better. Don't let me down in front of my dad, guys. <laughs> oh, no. All I'm saying is somebody better start talking, or else you're going to have Yegman out there talking. <laughs> <laughs> Over the past few months, we've encountered several anomalies. Some of our explorers were out and heard a a pounding, almost a drumming, in the distance. Now, one would think that there's another civilization somewhere. But if this didn't seem to be orc drumming, for instance. This was almost unnatural. It filled the air. It didn't seem to come from any one direction. Honestly, we were just stumped. But that's not the strangest part. We've sent people out, and we've only encountered random body parts. The body parts weren't cut or eaten by wildlife, they were simply sheared off. The wounds were almost burned closed, but it was incredibly clean. (sighs) What does the drumming sound like? Is there a, a place that we could hear it? We could definitely point you in the direction. It it would be a few miles outside of the city, to the north, in the mountains, but it was the loss of several of our people that honestly concerns us the most. Were those the body parts of your people that you kept finding? Yes. This has only happened three times so far, but... Well, you can understand how concerned we all are. If this can happen outside of the city, who's to say it couldn't happen inside the city? Do the drums play constantly? No. It seems to be intermittent. Uh, we've, we've heard them on several occasions, increasing and decreasing volume, but there doesn't seem to be a rhyme or reason. It's not based on time of day or time of month. Is it... Um, con- consistent, or is there um, an aberration to the pattern of it? It seems to start slow, and sometimes it'll take hours to ramp up in tempo, but it always seems to end on a crescendo, almost like a fireworks display. And then it stops, sometimes for days, sometimes for nearly a month. I know you said it's in a minute. Is there like a minimum time frame between? You're like the quickest it's ever started back up again is one to two days, an hour. Ten minutes. What? Okay. Sorry. (laughs) I genuinely caught Bill off guard. (laughs) Excuse me. Sorry. Um, uh, Why do do you think the the body parts and the sound are, are related? We're not entirely sure that it is related, but... The body parts aren't the only anomaly. Holes have started appearing in the ground. Deep shafts that weren't there the day before. They are 
between ten and a hundred feet across, and they seem to be perfectly carved into the rock, straight down. We've compiled a list of anomalies, if you'd like them, so that you can research before you head out and investigate, and I have the utmost confidence in Yelna. I'm sure she can guide you and answer any questions you might have. That, 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 that would be perfect. Mm-hmm. Anything that could lead us to these drums would be amazing. And of course, on top of paying you for your time, I understand that you're professionals. The city is at your disposal. Please, anything I can do personally, I would be happy to. I would look across the, ta- the party to see if there's any more questions. Um, Vela would have one. Um, just in the list of anomalies, could you also, could we also include information on the adventurers that were sent out to investigate? Of course. That way, you know, we have some sort of idea, like, what they might have been prepared for and what we could try to also, you know. Well, these weren't combatants. I can tell you that. We've gotten better at avoiding local wildlife. Obviously, weather is our biggest concern, but we've gotten quite good at telling when a large blizzard is coming. But these... There didn't appear to be a struggle, a fight. This seemed to happen almost instantaneously. There was no scuffle, and we only recovered approximately 30% of each body. What was the uh, first party out looking for or scouting for before they encountered this, do you know? And he's going to shift through some papers. Like It's like, oh, yep, okay, I, I know that. Well, this party was actually looking for some rare ore. We had reason to believe that it was in the northwestern portion of the mountains. Sadly, they never made it to their destination. Have you explored any of the uh, uh, the holes? We haven't went spelunking, if that's what you mean. We thought it best to do some more research before we sent anyone inside. I would advise not traveling in yourself unless you feel as though there's no other recourse. Did Yalna tell you about the frost roots? We all look to Yalna. (laughs) (laughs) I may have failed to mention it. It's perfectly understandable. In the northern portion of the mountains, we've discovered a creature. Very aggressive, territorial, also incredibly adaptable. Um, We've tried (laughs) several instances unsuccessfully to frighten the beasts or distract them. They're single-minded and stubborn. They're also effective killers, I would say. How many seems to be in their pack? Well, we know that they have a leader. We don't know exactly how many of them there are. We've counted over a dozen at least, but we're not really sure. Okay. 
We'll have to keep an eye out for them. I would advise you to be very careful. They do tend to travel in packs, and they have a tendency to call for help if they feel as though they're in trouble. They resemble large apes, but their leader seems to be something else entirely. Uh, almost a completely different evolutionary split from the smaller ones. Intelligent? Quite. We don't think it's capable of speech, but it's definitely capable of figuring out small puzzles. We've tried to trap it several times, to no avail. <clears throat> None of our explorers have survived an encounter with it yet. And you say you know where they're located? Roughly? Yes. Okay. In the, sorry, that was in the northern mountains for Lisa? Yes. Okay, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and it, he, he'll mark it down in your... Frost brutes, yes. Brutes uh, with a B. Yeah. Um, and he'll mark Thank it you. down on your map. Just kind of uh, watch out for that. Okay. Thank you. I know this is a lot to take in. If you need more time to rest from the journey here, I completely understand. Probably wouldn't hurt to stay the night. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, Yegwin would suggest that we at least give it probably 24 hours. We should uh, uh, come up with some kind of, you know, what what are we going to do going out there? Make a game plan. Precisely. Villa will probably look at you a little fondly and be like, and maybe get some more food stores. You can just grab stuff from the table, honestly. Like, let's go. Like, <laughs> this stuff's ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, Yegman hasn't really touched his food. We got you a doggy bag for your cat. <laughs> you each get one cat. <laughs> one cat for everyone. <laughs> Unroasted cat. <laughs> so you guys want to retire to the inn kind of get your bearings get a nice long rest in yeah mm -hmm. okay so they have they've prepared a room for you room is room is a bit of an overstatement so they're real big on maximizing a space's potential here. So, you're going to step into another large space, right? And you're going to see these, these tiny doors all along the walls. And they're going to they're gonna point you over to a space. It's like, oh, here you are. And these things are spaced out about, about six to seven feet apart. And there's about 20 in a room. And if you open it up, there's no other way to say this. You know what a morgue looks like? Yes. So imagine a morgue had sex with a Japanese pod hotel thing. And that's where you'll be sleeping. It's spacious. It's not like a coffin. 
it's kind of this, it's like a 10 foot dome type of thing. And you, you, it's almost like a big pizza oven you're being slid into. But there's the entire surface of the dome above you is, is another set of holograms. And you can adjust what you see. If you want to sleep on a starry night type of thing, you can adjust it to that. If you, it's, it's almost like a white noise machine, but it also comes with visuals. You want to be in pitch blackness? Go ahead. If you want the amber glow of a fire next to you, you can do that. You can, like, you can basically set this thing any way you'd like. But it's, it's not a room. And it's communal, right? Like it's. Well, each one of you get one. Right, right. But, but like there are, it's like one big room that has all these. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Kind of tough to have a private conversation. Unless, <laughs> I don't know, you both snuggle in, like you could do that. <laughs> I, this, okay, this has got to be a nightmare for some of you. <laughs> yeah. These are the worst accommodations I have ever seen. <laughs> Where do you get to the bathrooms? <laughs> you know how to use the three seashells? <laughs> Sorry. Uh... Alright, come on, Roots. It can't be that bad. And he's re- talking to Gaius. This place is horrific. It's it's warm, I'll give it that. But this is so unnatural. It is, but do you want the caves in the cold? I have half a mind to go sleep with those bears right now. <laughs> it's only for a night. It's only for a night. We'll be out tomorrow. It'll be fine. Would you feel better putting a bedroll on the floor instead of in the pot? Uh, maybe. I think I have an idea. I think if he can, he's going to cast Entangle on himself. <laughs> As he lies down to surround himself in vines, essentially. I would say there's um, there's sort of potted wildlife. Like, it's sparse. It's like if you go to offices or something like that, it's like, oh, this this will make it more homey. It doesn't make it more homey. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> so you can make one of these plants kind of like overgrow and, and, but yeah, other than that, there's no wildlife down here. Okay. Okay. He'll grasp whatever straw is sticking out and he will surround himself with as much of the little nature there is around him. I think Corvus will, he'll pull out one of these, one of these things and like, Sit down. I think it reminds him of home a little bit. It reminds him of the uh, uh, of his of his family business and like being there. I mean, not a great part of home, but it's something that's familiar in a in an unfamiliar land. And he just sort of like sits down in this little alcove, sets his pack down, and for and he looks a little bit more relaxed than usual. It's weird. I almost think this would be kind of soothing to Corvus in that, like, once you shut the door, like, it's just your space. Like, there, nothing's going to creep up on you. Nothing. It's just, it's just yours. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I mean, I think it's a little small. Like, I, I picture like maybe when him and his brother would like hide in the in like where they keep the bodies. You know, when they're really really young. But right. Like, so it's like, definitely there's... tall enough with the dome and everything. You could sit up and, you know, you're not 
it's 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 not like you're compressed. It's just it's not a room. It's so not a room. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think uh yeah, I think he he kind of digs this a little bit a little bit more. At least he seems more relaxed. Yeah. So you guys going to get a long rest. Can Yalna spend the night pouring over the papers from her father and see if there's like try to discern any like patterns or clues or anything that she could gain further? Oh, totally. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. At the very least, study wildlife and, you know, kind of get a kind of get a bead on that. So, yeah, let's just say that, yeah, from now on, if you're out and about and you do a little nature check, uh, we're going to give you a plus two to that. Okay. And if you're uh, if I ask you to identify anything out there that has anything to do with the anomalies, you're going to get a plus two to that as well. Okay. And then, uh, just looking this over, is there, like, any... It... I'm not trying to... I don't know. Like, an investigation, like, like this attack was here, that, like, triangulate, so the center's here, or... Ah, uh, like, give me an investigation check! I don't know. Where a good place to start would be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, 23. Okay. You have a plus seven. Oh, my God. You okay. gave us 20s and two stats. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you paid for those. Um, yes, I did. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is... You're definitely going to have that Kaiser Soze moment where you're, you're pouring through stuff and you're like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If... I would check here. There's a space in between the mountains. Um, to the north. I'll mark it on the map for you. And that would be a fantastic area. There's a space in between three mountains. Where you notice the attacks have been... Concentrated a bit. And you've noticed more of those shafts are in that area than anywhere else. That would probably be the best place to start looking. So as people are like starting to head to bed and all this starting to research, Yegman's going to be over there for a while, just like pressing buttons, seeing what all these buttons and stuff do for probably way too long. Um, and then starting to walk over towards probably the center of the room where Alna has everything spread out and then just start to look and seem like he has this glossed over look over his face. Uh, so, what you doing? So, just to give you some, if if the door was open a crack or something like that, and you're pushing buttons and cycling, like you're just getting cozy. Oh yeah. Like uh, it's like, oh, let's see what the vibrating bed does. That type of thing. <laughs> so when I say that this thing can recreate, uh, you know, almost anything. Flipping through the channels on this, it, it's it's made to make anybody feel at home. So, like, you got your... It's like, oh, here's crickets. Here's a starry night. Here's here's a little bonfire. Here's pigs having sex. Here's here's a battle <laughs> waging in the background. Here's, like, it... Like, it runs the game. It has game. everything. Like it has everything. So, it's, like, if the if the, if the the doors open a crack, it's going... It's like... You know, a little cricket sound and just, like... Like, it's... It's, like... Oh, yeah. It's like visceral. if I'm watching TV with the music on. Yes. Or like with the volume up and it's just like right. next channel. No next context. Channel. Like it's it's just weird. And it happens for way too long. Yeah. 
Um, after you approach Yalna, she will glance up. She was so engrossed in research that she didn't even hear you approach. Um, oh, I'm um, familiarizing myself with the anomalies. I think I found where we should start. Um, he's going to kind of like look down like he wants to ask something, but he's not quite sure how. He's going to look back up. And, and, and how, are, how are you doing that? Well, I'm taking the locations that have been marked down and putting them all on one map. And then I'm also taking note of how vicious the attack was or uh, how many people were present. And then I'm categorizing it by severity. And then I will then I'm triangulating the center of that or the uh, most frequent but, uh, amount of attacks. He'll kind of like look over his shoulder in both directions. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about that. He's gonna like point to text on paper, be like, "Oh no, oh. that." You mean reading? E- yeah. Would you like to learn? I'm de- oh, absolutely. That, and like. His voice got elevated there for a second. He's just like, oh, okay, that was too loud. Uh, y- yes, yes, please. Uh, of course. And then immediately pushes aside all the papers, gets a blank one, and starts writing the, I guess, common is English, so the phonetic alphabet, and then explaining this is A. A sounds like A or A. Uh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> B. B is a boy. <laughs> <laughs> C is in COVID. (laughs) (laughs) Or cat, like in that doggy bag you have. And D is a doggy bag. (laughs) But that's probably going to go on for a while. But with gusto, she very gladly will teach you for as long as you want to (laughs) learn. Oh, he'll he'll stay there for as long as you teach until probably it gets like obviously too late, and he's like, um, probably need to get some sleep. Oh, of course. We'll pick this up whenever you want to keep learning. Oh, okay. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And he's gonna like almost skip without skipping back over to his little pod. I'm just like very giddily, just like I learned something new today. Did you leave the pod on at like full blast? I, I was gonna say open like, the door. He, he comes back and Corvus is like, I, I adjusted the um uh, the volume on the <laughs> I just I just went ahead and did that uh, for you. So. Oh, sorry. You're, the, you're welcome. You're, you're, no, no, it's, it's, it's fine. Battle cries too loud. Just... <laughs> one. Of, it was one of those. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll do better next time. The next morning, there's going to be a representative, and she's going to very, just very crisp, clean, like presentable. Like there's not a wrinkle. On her clothing, it's kind of um, kind of straight, starchy, and she's going to approach the party with uh, with a goodie bag, basically. My name is Kilna. I have been tasked with handing you these supplies for your journey. Oh, well, it's it's uh, um, is it more um, cat? Uh, just just asking. Would you like more cat? I can get you more cat. <laughs> I, I we have no. There's. So full of cat. Very much. Plenty of cat. Well, these would be uh, healing potions and 
other rations we thought that you might enjoy. These are not as, um, how would you put it, distinctive as the meals you had yesterday. These are more things that we keep on the road and can be frozen and unfrozen, but we think that you'll enjoy them, and the healing potions, of course, will come in handy, and some tourniquets and the like. Oh, we've also included uh, some climbing gear in case you need to scale the mountains. Is there anything else I can get you? <laughs> Yegman's just looking through the, like, bag open, just rummaging through it like it's some sort of to-go bag from Taco Bell or something. <sighs> I think I'd rather have cat. But yeah, um, <laughs> I got today and, and we had like, we asked for a little bit of hot sauce and they gave us like four handfuls of hot sauce. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it's a currency tacos. at Taco Bell. They don't it, care. It's, oh, I have enough hot sauce to last like five but years. That, right that makes sense because they give you some even when you say none. So yeah, yes. exactly. It's just exponential. Yeah. They're drowning in it. Literally, they have to get it out of there. So, so you guys are ready to go. Is there anything you want to do before you leave the safety of Sant? I think guys can't wait to get out of there, so... <laughs> I might, uh, can we can we purchase anything? Is there any, like... Oh, yeah. Magical items or something we can, we can get here at the bazaar or anything? <sighs> Magic's a funny word here. Yes, there are magically infused items, but... They really pride themselves on craftsmanship here. So um, there will be... It's almost an as-seen-on-TV thing, where they will... They will... (laughs) uh, They'll combine items you never thought to combine to make things a little easier, a little automated, or something like that. But there's a wealth of things that you've probably never seen before in these shops. Is there something particular that you're after? Like something... Um, I'm I, I'm looking for like something like a cloak of protection or something like that. Oh, so okay, yeah. that's pretty basic bitch here. Like that is the pumpkin spice latte of, of adventure gear here, but <laughs> yeah, let's see what we can do for you. I mean, I'd love to peruse if there's you know... Totally! Quarren artifacts... But that's what I'm looking for, is just like, yeah. Yeah, just a standard... kind of a basic bitch. <laughs> that, look, there's nothing... Look, basic bitch keeps you alive, right? <laughs> the spear of sub-reality might not. So, we, you know... Hey, don't kiss the spear. I'm not... I, look, I'm saying that sometimes just, just keeping it keeping it simple. Uh, there's absolutely a cloak of protection uh, that would set you back about 200 gold. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> do you have anything basicer? Do you? <laughs> um, so is the <clears throat> the group there with you? I mean, they can't. They want to be. I, I may need to borrow. I may need to <laughs> borrow some money. So is there a beanie Yegman, protection? Yegman would be kind of perusing <laughs> yeah. with you, Duke. and then after he kind of sees like the look on your face, as far as like, wait, it's how much? Um, he poke you probably like in your thigh or something mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. do you need more here hold, it, hold up his, his bag of gold R- yeah, really Yegman really yeah that's I, I, I couldn't that's that's so kind of you but I, I just 
Well, I think, I think, all right, then, then think about it this way. You help keep the party alive. So if you're alive, we're alive. Uh, Go okay. ahead, buy it. It's fine. And we're going to get paid after that we find this drum anyways. Okay. Thank, thank you, Yegman. Yeah. You, um... You do this, um... Uh, uh... Paladin, uh, thing... Really... Well, um... Do, do you have any, um, maybe, like... Tips or... Tricks or... Anything like that? He starts to get a big smile on his face. How much time do you have? I mean, uh, I, I imagine uh, quite a bit. We're going to be hiking and and maybe and maybe climbing and and uh, a lot of sweating, um, which is fine. I don't mind sweating, um, but it, it'll sap the heat, and that's what I'm mostly worried about. Okay, um, well, we won't do so much of that, but. It starts with a little bit of physical and a lot of prayers. I have them all memorized. Really? Yeah, I could tell you. I could teach you all about it. We can go over some of the the physical stuff. Um, but it. So, so is that a shovel on your back? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's that's my, my that's my shovel. It's new. Um, but yeah, I. I I, we could we could do something with that. I, I mean, we'll we'll have to. That's that's all I have. I, I, we'll 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 make it work. Uh, it's just I I've never fought with a shovel. I fought with a chair before, but I've never fought with a shovel. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Yegman. And he'll Absolutely. uh. Yeah, I'll take the this gold and buy a cloak. So let's let's slide that in your inventory. I'm sure that'll come in handy. Is there something like that, but maybe an amulet, <laughs> like so, a necklace, or you know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> if you're if you're in the shop, the shopkeeper's going to um, like it's like oh, while you're in the cloaks, maybe your party would like. Uh, this is the most boisterous um quart that you've met so far boisterous isn't the right word though kind of like outgoing total recall total recall there are cab drivers that are automated but they speak in like a very robotic way they they it's like well thank you for that kind of thing kind of a 50s milkman droid and it's very very <laughs> mm-hmm. so He's going to speak to you in a way that's like, well, while you're looking for cloaks, and he's going to grab one off of this mannequin, and it's this this beautiful kind of velour, blue on the outside, yellow um, silk on the inside, and he's going to shake it, and it's going to completely change. Now it's this black silk number, and he's going to shake it again, and it's going to keep changing and alternating. Now it's got these frills around this, and boom, there's a big vampire collar and but like over and over again, it has different, it's like, oh, it, it, you, you can take this to any event and you can look the best you, you know, that type of thing. And if he doesn't 
if he he's going to read you, and if that doesn't get the he doesn't elicit the reaction, he's like, okay, he's going to grab this uh, this uh, this parted black number, and he's going to put it on, and he's going to kind of kick his elbows out, and they're going to turn into bat wings, Bitches. and he's. He's going to hover above the ground for just a moment. It's like, ah, ah, that type of thing. And if that doesn't get a reaction, (laughs) he's going to take a very special cloak and drape it around your shoulders. And he's going to lead you outside of the store. All right. There is a balcony. And uh, there's like a three-story drop. Madam, if you will, please leap off. Uh, no. What? I understand. I understand. But I promise you, no harm will come to you whatsoever. Can I roll an insight check? <laughs> Please! <laughs> you can't pay him if you're dead. <laughs> Thirteen. It seems on the level. Again, why would he lie to you? Like, why? So he could go through my stuff. Well, you have to run downstairs to get it. True. So she'll side-eye and she's like, Okay. (laughs) And she'll take a timid step off. (laughs) So you're going to plummet about 30 feet. And then this cloak, while it's kind of billowing behind you, is going to shred itself spread out and turn into a giant web that attaches to the side of the wall and you're just going to, like, hang there. Mission Impossible style for a moment. And it's going to slowly wind you back and creep up the side of the wall until you're back on the balcony again and kind of pull you over and then cloak. Like Spawn? Kind of like Spawn. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I was like... Well... Lisa loves this. That's what I was like. Mm. Mm-hmm. Just gonna well. leap into those holes and climb back out. Mm-hmm. Well. <laughs> A little heads up might have been better, but that was impressive. I think I I think So in this city. People just kind of blindly trust each other, right? That there's not a lot of deceit. So I think to him, it's like, of course I'm telling you. Why would I lie? That's that's insane. Like just leap off this balcony, that type of thing. <laughs> there's no logic behind lying. Why would we? <laughs> right. <laughs> Excellent point. <laughs> that doesn't really jive with Vela's background. Though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You are helping out the city, are you not? Yes. I can put you on an excellent payment plan. Tell me more. (laughs) Well, you would have credit with the store. Whenever you get it, while you're in the city, you swing by, pay me another hundred gold. For a thousand, you can have that. Oh, Jesus. That was out of character. Not, uh, not. (laughs) (laughs) She'll take it off and probably hand it back to him. She'll be like, Sorry, are you saying that, like, I could take it with me now and just pay you in installments when I return? Or pay you, and then once I pay it off, then I get it? Well, of course you could take it with you. I Like, to him, it's like, 
Yeah, you'd come back and pay. Why wouldn't you? You're honest. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I think it would be at that point. It would be at that point Vela would look around and realize you haven't seen a fucking city guard since you've been here. She has not. I would appreciate that. And so she'll actually, she'll kind of shake his hand if he's offering it. She'll be like, all right, you have a deal. And she will give him a (laughs) hundred. Just to make, because she feels kind of bad. She's like, oh shit. (laughs) <laughs> okay well your loss I guess if I don't come back with it <laughs> so you got yourself a spider cloak hell yeah sorry that's so cool <laughs> <laughs> there's all kinds of weird shit like that like you'll walk by and it's like oh there's an amulet and you'll touch it and it'll do something or t- it's like why does it do that that's weird but it's like oh I can see where that would be useful in these situations. It's just, what a weird way to go about that. Like, why they, a spider cloak? Do they have... So, on, on the way out, um... Yegan's gonna look for a basic shovel. Like, just a shovel that's a shovel? J- just a shovel that's a shovel, so that way when he's working with Corvus, that he can kind of use that as a basis. Well, that's really boring. Um, they don't. They like. Yo, okay. that's some shade, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> but like, okay, to them it's like, but it's just a shovel. It only does one thing. That's that's weird. so. They have shovels with like uh, a spade that heats up, so that you can dig into the ground more efficiently. They have, um, they have, they have some that almost act like uh, sonic jackhammers, so that you can like plow through rock with them they have they have all kinds of stuff but a shovel that's just a shovel like what would be the cheapest shovel the cheapest shovel that's not like a little trowel or something no 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 no. like a like an actual shovel the cheapest shovel would probably be 50 gold and it would be a shovel that's kind of like it has grips that you can actually uh like it's not just a like a piece of wood. I'm I'm doing this into the camera. It's not just a piece <laughs> of wood, but uh, it actually has these like almost like a rubberized hand grip thing, and the tip of it expands once it sinks. It so it's it's kind of pointed, and then it sinks into the ground and kind of like spreads out a bit to to almost scoop. Yeah, the, the hand motions doesn't bother Yegman. It's the it's just like he wants to get this as like a training tool. And he doesn't want to spend fifty gold on it, so he's just. I mean, uh, he would make a similar deal. You make one. Yeah, like, here's the thing: this isn't like Brightport, where like you walk in, it's like, I don't yeah. fucking touch, don't touch that. This isn't a library. You fucking read that on your own time. That type of thing. But, like, these people are being insanely accommodating to the point where it's like this is against your best interest. Like that type of thing. Like, like yeah. Yeah, you're here to help out. Like, it's like, yeah, man, you're, you're. I'm, I'm sure you'll make good on this. It'll be fine. Oh no, we'll see you over there. <laughs> Seeing you eyeing it. What interest do you have in this shovel? You see that Corvus fights with the shovel, right? Yes, it is an odd way of fighting, but it seems to serve him well. I thought so as well. Um... And he also was asking me about some of the, the, the paladin stuff, and I figured if I was going to do any sort of training, it would be best for me to have a shovel as well. Oh, 
So you wish to further his education? Yeah, yeah. When you put it that way, yeah. Then allow me. I I will get this. Okay. And it just kind of steps to the side. It, it may not be a shock to you, but I am an advocate of learning new things. Well, we'll see how much you can really fight with the shovel. It'll be new to me. And then I will take 50 gold out of my inventory. <laughs> <laughs> We're just buy a thing for everybody else. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad this is uh, just a nice it's a group. Secret Santa, just, basically. Yeah, 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 this is getting all geared up for the holidays. Does anyone else want, want to buy anything, anything else? else? Yeah, <laughs> <anyone> else? <laughs> I got lots more weird shit. I'll, I'll, uh, you know. What's the weirdest spreading. thing in here? Ooh, yes. <sighs> Boy, the weirdest thing. But like, what's the it, like? What's the weirdest like weapon in here? Oh, the weirdest weapon? Because I was gonna say tentacle belt, but we can come back to that. <laughs> oh, let's hear uh, about that actually, too. Yeah, hang on. Yeah, it's very open with the uh, you know whatever your kink is. You know I mean, you. look. It's, <laughs> um, so the tentacle belt, uh, for lack of a better term, seems to almost be organic in nature because it, it sort of like writhes gently as it's as it's wrapped around you the clasp in the back is actually the tentacle kind of like coupling with itself right so one of the benefits uh, and this is minor is that it stretches to fit any waist basically the secondary benefit is if you take it off you can whip it at something it will stretch out up to 30 feet grab something, and either pull you to it, or try to pull the object to you. Do you get to choose? Yes. <laughs> uh, I think Corvus is playing with this in the background. Do you remember? Okay. Having this conversation, it's like, just you just like see him like, like nonchalantly <laughs> whipping it, and then like around a mannequin, and then it's like pulling him, <laughs> and he's trying to pull back. It's very much like Miles Morales figuring out the, the, the sticky spider powers. But, like, okay, do you guys remember gumball machines and those sticky hands that you yes. get out of? Yes, those things. Yeah. It's like that. But, you know, large. <laughs> and writhing. And writhing. <laughs> Gentle writhing. Mm -hmm. It's got all kinds of applications. I, I, I you know, I'm get creative. You say natural looking, but it sounds very unnatural. I don't know if guys would be interested. It's... Not, it's, okay, hmm. it's like a living leather, almost. <laughs> it's weird, it's weird. It's just enchanted. Uh, yes. <laughs> I don't think he would go for it. <laughs> anyone else, if anyone else wants to. It sounds cool, any other character I've. If I was playing something else, I for sure would go for it. But... Oh, Masoka would try to steal <laughs> yeah. it. Oh my god, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I just don't think as as a guy who believes so fiercely in the natural order, I don't think he would. Yeah, this shop might have uh this might be a tough pitch for you. A lot of this is uh I wouldn't say naturalist. <laughs> yeah. Which sucks because it sounds super cool. If you here's the thing: if you t 
told them your interests, they would try to make some stuff just for you. It's like mail ordering, but like... I'm, I'm, just... I'm trying to figure out if he would even be interested in anything. Right. Or just sort of like, this is what I got, this is good enough. Yeah, kind of looking around, it's like, I've made my mind up about these guys. I'm good. Yeah. You're yeah. fine, you do you, but, uh, yeah. So he's good. He's good. Okay. So if there's nothing else, we can get you guys back up to the surface. Wait, what was the weirdest weapon? We never touched Oh! That. <laughs> so, okay. The weirdest weapon is actually something kind of improvised. Um, what it is, is a ball. It's a, it's like a large steel ball bearing. And it's attached to this, um, exceedingly thin tether, almost like fishing line, right? And the tether wraps around your wrist. And it's almost like a yo-yo. You can throw out, uh, up to 60 feet. And as it goes out, it's meant for climbing and stuff like that, but it can absolutely be used as a weapon. The ball unfurls into this almost, almost like an eight-legged metallic pointy spider thing. And what it's meant to do is dig into rocks. Now, this is purely, to them, it's just a gadget to help you get around. Someone who's a bit more unethical could wrap this around someone's head and squeeze until it breaks open like a grape. It's like a flying guillotine. Yeah. I was going to say it's the modern um, version of Valis's weapon. This is the Kettendund? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It, it, it's like a, like, like, so a cool. like a space age version of that. There's other weird shit in here, but maybe I'll send you guys a catalog, like a Uline type of thing. <laughs> where you can just... We'll be back. I want the Sky we'll Mall. Back. I want the Sky Mall. Holy shit. That should be in the book, right? Just like yeah. a fucking... Yeah. <laughs> I want to play a different character now. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe that's your arc. Maybe it's like, you know what? Yeah. This Embrace thing. the weird. Fuck it. Embrace yeah. the weird. <laughs> so we're we're coming back up to the surface. We're ready to go. I guess we could end the mall episode. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys got your furs back on. You're ready to go. You're going to work your way back up to the entrance that... That dome is going to open, you'll crowd in, and man, is this unpleasant, but the other side is going to open, and you're just going to get hit in the face with the cold. Like, it is it just nipple-hardeningly cold out there. It's terrible. Well, the time has come to wrap things up, but I think... <laughs> Susan knows what's up. I need someone to roll me a flat D20 to see how the next leg of your journey is going to, to go. 20 got us polar bears, so... No, 20 got you a badass spear. <laughs> no, it did. It got us a really cool weapon. Who rolled the first one? I did. I think it was mm -hmm. Susan. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, yeah. I think James should. Just because? Just because. Fair enough. enough. Alright. Here we go, baby. Ooh. A six. Man, those Almost guys, a thirteen. I saw it. <laughs> they dance around for me. It's like they're going forward. They're kind of sliding. Yeah, yeah it's slide. weird. It's like it's on ice. I don't know if I like that. That's well, unnatural. Good, good to get the bad one out of the way. <laughs> we'll call that the bad. Shuffle of spreading. Shuffle. <laughs> Shuffle of spreading. 
Get you, it lets you really dig into holes. You know, you just you get that. That's the get, way it was described. So that's the way I was. named it. Uh, guys, I think it's a good time to wrap things up for the day. You got to see the city of Sant. You're getting out there. You're going to figure out this mystery, gang. And no one died. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. We'll be right back after these words from our sponsors. Please don't go anywhere. This week, I thought I'd do a little something different and let you hear our entire newsletter for the month of December. Each month, we try to give you guys a real insight into what we're doing and how we're trying to go about doing that. And this month is pretty informative. We had a lot of stuff going on. Sadly, I was very busy that day, so Bree took over and did the entire newsletter by herself. I really hope you guys enjoy it. And please, if you'd like to hear more stuff like this, head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash D-A-N-T-R, and you can support the show, help us keep the lights on, and do more stuff like this. Without further ado, here's the newsletter for December. Howdy folks, and welcome to the newsletter, the place where we, or I, let you know all the goings-on here at Dungeons & Randomness Headquarters. So first off, let's address the obvious, just Brianna here today. Jason has sessions every day this week on days that end with Y. So we, <laughs> I told him that I would take over the newsletter for today and by proxy for this month, I suppose, so that he could prep for a session he has tonight. And then tomorrow he has a session. He actually does not have a session Wednesday, so I did lie to you. Um, but then he has a session Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So he's got a lot going on. And I decided I wanted to step in and try to help. So, there are two big announcements today. And I think I'm going to lead off with the more positive of the two announcements and then move into the negative of the two announcements. The first good news and something that I think you guys are really going to like is that from now on, anytime we have a five Monday month, we are going to try to have content every single Monday. And... The way we are planning to do that, at least for the fifth Monday of January, and probably proceeding forward, unless we have other ideas, um, we're kind of using that fifth Monday to, like, put out things that we think you guys are really interested in, or things we want to experiment with, and put it out for everybody, not just the Patreon folks. So... In January, what we are going to do is put out a one-shot on that fifth Friday, which we are really excited about. We already have plans for, I think, three other one-shots, and these one-shots are meant to help you guys catch up with the characters on DNR that you haven't seen for a while. You know, figure out what's happening in the world that you were invested in, and then a group kind of turned away from that, or we ended up having groups on other continents now. So there's a lot of loose threads that everyone wants us to go back to, and we want to go back to. So that's going to be what that fifth Monday of the month functions for. I believe there are five more left in this year, though I think I counted, or sorry, I I believe there are five in this coming year. The year's almost over, guys. Woohoo. Wait, this is the last newsletter of this year. Yay! Anyway, um, so in this coming year, there should be five five Monday months, if I recall correctly. I wrote it all down. The point is, we're really excited to get these to you, and we hope that you guys like them. 
Next up, the less good thing. And it's tough to talk about this one without Jason, but he knows I'm talking about it. Don't worry. The role-playing game we've been working on, the tabletop RPG that we wanted to make specifically for dungeons and randomness, is going to be put on hold for the time being. Um, There are a lot of reasons for that. I think the big one is just that it would take so much time and so much effort, and that time and effort comes away from other projects. You guys know this. Even the first book, we had to stop doing GMTs. We had to, you know? And one of the things that the surveys really showed us, and something we definitely acknowledged, is that we need to put more work into the main show. We need to spend more time working on that. So while we were thinking about that, we thought... One of the other things that the survey brought up, and people were not wrong, is how many projects go, how many projects get started for DNR and then kind of fizzle out or don't get finished. Granted, it's not all of them, and the show's been going on for a very, very long time, so we haven't just fizzled out on that, but uh, things on Patreon and things like that. And one of the things we thought about was this first book that we are extremely proud of. And we're very happy with. And we think that instead of taking a wide departure from Dungeons and Dragons, which is our bread and butter, we stick with Dungeons and Dragons and we start working on the second book for An Adventurer's Guide to Theria. So we are going to have a vote eventually on which continent we'd like to roll out for you. Um, But that is going to be our main big project in the background. And we're actually not going to start that until January because we really want to refocus, you know, armor up and really make the actual main show as amazing as we possibly can. However, those of you on the Patreon who signed up for the Fly in the Wall episodes are not going to be going without. We do already have a replacement which is the concept for the original Fly in the Wall. If you guys remember when we switched to 5e, we went through all the spells, all the races, everything, and made it fit DNR. We are going to do that again. <laughs> which, obviously, there was, there was a lot to be said about the fact that we did not know 5e well enough when we first went through everything, to make solid judgments on every single spell, every single everything. And the modified spells, we found out, were really hard to carry out within the show because it was really hard to get that message across. The way we had it organized was a little bit confusing. Um, So things would sometimes happen on the show that should not have technically happened because it was an illegal spell or something that we had changed, but the player did not know that when they did it because there were just so many spells to look through. So, clean slate... We are going to be going through every single spell, starting from the beginning, and going through all the new classes that we haven't already gone through, and all of the bonus content. I believe uh, Tasha's Cauldron is one of the ones that we need to go through, and just, we are going to go spell by spell, class by class, and figure out whether it belongs in Theria, whether it doesn't, or whether it needs to be tweaked. And then we have to figure out an organization system that makes it a little bit easier for us. Because right now, the way we have it is just, it it allows for error. Partially because we did not know 5e 100%. So there's some spells that we modified or nixed that might make it back in. There are some spells that made it in that might end up being nixed or modified. But we won't know until we try. 
And that's something that we are going to be recording again. And that's going to be the fly on the wall for a few months. Um, after that, maybe book meetings again. We're not sure. I don't think we thought that far ahead. But that should get us through a few months of fly on the wall. You guys will be listening to us talk about spells and whether or not they fit Theria and what changes we'd make or, you know, our whole thought process behind our homebrew of Dungeons and Dragons. So at the very least, it's still very TTRPG heavy. It is still very mechanics heavy for those of you who like that. And it is still very, it still helps define Theria in the way that I think that you guys liked during the tabletop role-playing game meetings. So... With that all said, I'm sorry for anyone who's disappointed about us tabling that for now. It's just, it was just such a big project. And one of the other things we figured out is that we think we need to play some more games. We think we need to branch out from D&D and see other systems and see what we like and see what works. And a huge part of that is just going to be research, which we can't sit down every week and talk about what decisions we're going to make for the tabletop role-playing game if we're still doing research. And... 2020, man. <laughs> I know everyone uses that as an excuse. 2020 has kicked everyone's asses. We are working really, really hard. And we want to make sure we're putting out the best of everything that we can possibly put out. So that's what went behind this decision. We hope you guys understand. We hope you're excited for the fly in the wall that is happening. We hope you're excited for the one shots that are going to be happening. And we will see you next month with another newsletter in the year 2021. And I hope you're all as hyped as I am for a brand new year. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for supporting us. I hope you have a wonderful holiday season. And I hope you have a great new year. And I know Jason does too. Right. Bye. We really hope you guys enjoyed today's show. Uh, obviously, we'll be back next week with a brand new episode. I think this arc is going really well so far, but uh, you might have different opinions. If you want to let us know what you think, you can send us an email at dandrpodcast at gmail.com. That's dandrpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can swing on by our Facebook page. You can swing on by our Discord. If you're a part of our Patreon for just a dollar, we have a Discord with hundreds of members, and they're always talking about something new. So swing on by. Let us know what you're thinking. And uh, until next week, I hope you guys have fun with your games. Good luck with them. And uh, keep yourself safe. See you guys in one week. <laughs>